stay conservative, run the ball here on third down. Here's Richardson, he takes it in for his first NFL touchdown. And Pinion takes it inside the 20, the 10, towards the end zone, touchdown! On second and 28, the Colts capitalize Richardson to Pittman, 39 yards. So I have no idea why that wasn't full screen. <laughs> I like Whoops. it. New video, baby, finally. <laughs> Whoops. Totally didn't mean to do that. Um, but hey, everybody, uh, that's the crew. We're back. It's Saturday, week two. All right. Already started week two on Thursday with the lame Eagles uh, barely beating the Vikings. <laughs> a surprisingly uh, close game. I think a lot of people – Figured Philly would dominate, but I I, I thought yes. Minnesota was due for a bounce back, and then they try. I mean, Kirk Kirk tried, but man, it's just too much to overcome. Does anybody watch the Thursday night games anymore? Because how trash last year. I have it. Was? I have it on when I'm in the gym. I think I think they did better with scheduling. I think scheduling them, they've been better the last couple of years. I remember there was a stretch where it was like the Jets and the Browns. When they were like the two worst teams in the NFL, they played every year on Thursday Night Football, and nobody knows why. When the color rush uniforms first came out, Thursday night games were terrible. I think it was last year, too. I think it was Monday night games. I think it was Monday night games were bad. Well, Thursday night games were like notoriously bad. They had like the after like the Chiefs Chargers week one. That was a good game. game, And then from that point on, from that point on, the entire schedule sucked. Like, I don't watch Thursday night football. I watch a college game because I know like professional games trash. So it's I don't normally, I, I don't watch any primetime games unless it's the Colts. That's it. Yeah. I'll, I'm like when, I'll I'm, when I'm in the gym. Background. Yeah, when I'm in the gym, I'll put it on like when I'm doing cardio. I'll put on the Thursday night game because yeah. it's like third quarter. I'll put it on, but I'm not watching the whole thing. It's like 20 minutes of it, and then I just go I check. Mean, stats later yeah it, it depends where we're at in the season too like if it's for like seeding or like an important potential playoff matchup i'll probably tune into that but this this early in the year man it's it's just on it's background noise yeah yeah chad kirk had to put up 60 points this week he had to that was the only way the vikings were staying in that game that running back was almost as bad as dj yeah that's tough Patterson, that's tough his name is? is he the one that's getting like yeah now, yeah, 100%. Like, no matter how bad somebody plays, they don't deserve to hear the things that no, he got. None of that. Like, none he, of like that. As, as my headline reads, I'm the president of the anti Deion Jackson club. But that's because I, I didn't like the way the guy played. I would never come out as like a person. He's probably a really nice guy. You know, like, no, nobody deserves to be right. nice after a game. So right. that, that was pretty messed up. But that's typical Philly fans. Or is that a Philly fan? Or was that a Viking fan who did all hey, that? Telling, man. I mean, if it was a Philly fan, they booed Santa Claus. So, like, let's never forget. <laughs> they have a track record there, yeah. Right. If it's a Vikings fan, don't be a piece. Like, there's yeah, enough of that hate already. Uncalled and, for. Yeah. And plus, like, the dude's talented. Like, he had a bad game. But, like, we've seen flashes from him before. I mean, I don't know. Give him a chance, bro. It's, a, it's only week two now. Like, let's let's not <laughs> run the guy out of the league, you know? Now, granted, it is interesting, too. Like, Minnesota is kind of in the same position as us with running backs where – I mean, we haven't gotten rid of JT, obviously, but the fact that JT hasn't played for us and we're seeing, like, the other running backs because running back is so replaceable and he looks terrible. Like, Minnesota's kind of in that same point where they didn't want to pay Dalvin Cook, got rid of him, 
And now it's like, uh, was he really that replaceable, man? I don't know. So maybe the running backs have an argument about what their payment should be moving forward. I think it's fool's gold in a way because, like, that team is loaded that there wasn't enough ball for mm-hmm. Dalvin in that aspect. Like, you have Hawkinson. You have arguably maybe the best receiver right now in the I NFL, so. J.J. Mm-hmm. And you still have other solid pieces there on top of a quarterback who you're paying, you're paying and it's his last year of his deal, but you're still paying and you want to move on from Kirk next year. So like, do they though? That's, that's the question. That GM has made it it public that they don't want to pay Kirk big money. So like, I don't know. To, to me, I'd keep him around, man. I mean, he's he's never the problem. Like, the, the problem with Minnesota for the past two, three years has been their defense. defense. Yeah, yeah, like, they're always in games. They're always a high-scoring unit, and then their defense sells. Like, no matter the big names they have on there, you know, Eric Kendricks, Patrick Peterson, whatever, they just choke on defense. I don't get it, man. <laughs> I mean, they're like the Colts of the early 2000s, in my opinion. Just not as good. Right, offensively we were loaded, and then we had no defense yeah. for years. And then we, you know, they yeah, draft defense. And um, I don't know. I just look at it like I see why they moved on from a, a, a salary cap standpoint. But at the same time, like the guy's never been a starter before at running back. Mm-hmm. I think Matherson or Matt. I don't Madison. Alexander Madison. I'm not 100 percent sure. I just know that, like, he was kind of doing that Tony Tony Pollard stuff was in Dallas. Mm-hmm. How Tony Pollard's going about it, but they're two different athletes. Like, how Dallas handled their running back situation, in my opinion, is perfect compared to how right. Minnesota handled it. Like, well, pro- and- Minnesota probably should have paid Dalvin, given him another like a one year deal, like Something, all these teams yeah. are doing. But. I can't fault them for also saying, "Hey, I'm not paying you eight million or yeah. eleven million that you're getting." So it also helped Dallas's case, like their situation, that Pollard was outplaying Zeke as the running back too, mm-hmm. as the like second guy on the depth chart. He was outplaying the first guy, and like they're overpaying the first guy, so it's easy for them to just ship him out of town, you know, and let the next guy move up. But yeah, I mean, I 100 percent see what you're saying. I, I think it's interesting too, like transitioning to where we're at with the running backs. Uh, obviously not good last week, right? As we review the game a little bit, like Deion Jackson, I think it was uh, 14 carries for 13 yards and two fumbles. Like that's that's Trent Richardson bad, maybe worse. Like that's a really bad fucking game, right? Uh, now we've seen, I think it was an Instagram post or something, like JT's in the practice facility getting ready, says loading or whatever. Like we need him back, dude, or we need someone that can tote the rock in the running game. Our offense is incomplete without it. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting JT back week five or one of these guys just stepping up and being able to carry it, man, because like the, the, the running game last week was really unacceptable to our standards. It wasn't good at all. Um, I think that has a lot to do with the running back itself and the right guard position because, I, mm-hmm. as you know, DeMarco was breaking down tape this week. I said the right side of the line gets zero push. Like zero yeah. push, but when they do get push, I mean, you there would be JT would be getting ten yards to carry when they get push. Right, right. 
but it's just like the inconsistency. I also think play calling was by Shane at times super conservative. Yeah, yeah, conservative, and then like weirdly over aggressive in the wrong spot, like with the, the multiple going for it on fourth and everything. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, sure we can dive into it. Not like this is what I was saying to you guys last week as well. Is like, man, it's it's tough. Like. I was frustrated with some of the play calls like that, some of the overgoing for it, I guess. But at the same time, we have to remember this is Shane's first game as a head coach too. Like he's technically a rookie too. You know what I mean? Like he's, we just have to hope that he's able to self-evaluate and be like, all right, I went a little too hard here. I could have backed off here. Like, you, you know what I mean? Kind of break down his own game, which I'm sure he does. Like these guys are the highest level, right? Uh, so hopefully he can learn from that and just, get better overall as the team grows together. But yeah, I mean, last week for sure, there was some uh, questionable play calling, questionable decisions on fourth down that we didn't love that probably could have changed the game a little bit if we went the other way. I mean, your defense is red hot at times. I would have punted and said, hey, Trevor, continue to throw dots because if you're going to beat me, I'm going to put my best 11 out on the field to Mm -hmm. do it. So. Yeah, and I mean, we're, we're playing that well, too. I mean, as far as their offense, like Travis Etienne really couldn't get moving against us. I don't remember what he finished the game with. I want to say like 50 yards maybe, uh, but not – I mean, I mean, not a, a game worthy of that caliber of player, right? Like he's a really talented player, and we, we did well to contain him. So we played well against their run game. We honestly covered pretty well. Like everyone was really worried about the secondary, and for the most part – this might be a hot take, but for the most part, I felt that they played pretty well. The problem is Calvin Ridley is the fastest man on the field and made those guys, uh, DeAndre Baker, I believe, was covering him for most of the game. He made Baker look silly. But aside from that, and aside from Ridley torching us, I thought our secondary mostly played well. Yeah, I do too. I mean, Zay Jones made probably the catch of the year. It's a good catch. (laughs) Um, Leading candidate so far. Right. I mean, made an incredible catch. And then once they put Kenny on Ridley, I don't know if they just stopped targeting Ridley. I don't know if Kenny actually locked them up. But, you know, his his targets went down, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say anyone locked him up with the day he had, right? I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but I know he, he torched us like he was Kiki Kuti a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? Like, he was just yes. getting... Dotting us up all over the field. So, I mean, credit where it's due. Like, Calvin really smoked us. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence is becoming one of the more accurate quarterbacks in the league. So, if you give him five yards of release, right, you give him that much space to Ridley, he's going to hit him. So, we kind of made it a little too easy on that end. But, uh, again, like, the other guys, like, Evan Ingram didn't have as big of a day as I was worried about. Zay Jones no. had that big catch in the end zone. But beyond that, I don't think he – really torched us like i was worried uh christian kirk was like a, a alec pierce out there you know he, he was like a non-factor i don't i don't even know if he had a catch or not uh we, we i don't think he had a catch and and that's one of the guys we were worried about coming in so again i i right. like defensively we really played pretty well i know they scored like 31 points like the numbers make it look like we were worse than we were but a lot of that was just lawrence being accurate and really having way too much space to himself right uh and, the, and these are things that we can fix as we move forward and as we really re uh decide who's starting at cornerback because I'm not sure DeAndre Baker is the answer there. That's honestly like one of the biggest worries I have moving forward is Baker. And if someone else takes that job. The way I see it is one of those corners, outside corners, if Juju's playing this week, 
it's Juju's spot. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. So I don't necessarily care which corner it is. I just want a corner to step up. And I also want to something. I also want our second round pick to actually get on the field and do something. Yeah. I think you will, man. I know I know there were some uh, doubts about Juju. I uh, shout out to Damon, he's in the comments. Uh miss you, man. Hope all is well. Uh, but I know Damon wasn't a huge fan of uh, uh, Juju. Uh, I am. I, I'm a believer in Juju Brents. I think he's going to be a playmaker for us. Uh, he just he needs, needs to, to play. Yeah, Got to get on the field. Yeah, he needs to play. And like now that we've seen too, like we've seen Baker potentially could be a problem, right? Maybe it was a game plan thing, but he got smoked, right? It is what it is. So that job is open. Like, yeah, Juju can step up, especially as a second rounder that's expected to play. Like he can step up and take that job. So it's all on him. Uh, so we really just need to see the guy take the field and take that job. Also, shout out to uh, Lou in the comments. Downs and Pitts will have big days. Certainly hope so, man. Downs look great. Pitt had a really good game. Well, shout out Chad. Always Flowers is the worst, worst corner in the league. After one week, he, his PFF grade isn't too high. I didn't, man, I really so. didn't have, I didn't take too much issue with Flat. Like, I was really just aggravated with baker the whole game man like well i mean that's an all pro dude like that's essentially baker's a rookie playing against calvin ridley who's before he got suspended is a legit all pro so like that would be like that would be like a rookie going up against marvin harrison and getting waxed yeah i mean mean, essentially like i understand that it's not a level playing field but at the end of the day it's the nfl man like we're facing a superstar every week you know what i mean like True. We got to be able to do something. We can't just let him dot him up like that. But again, like I don't know. I don't think Flowers is a, a is a, a star or anything. But I didn't see him get roasted that many times. What I, I believe he was the one that Jones had that highlight catch on. But like that was pretty solid cover. Like what? At, at some point, there's only so much you can do in that position. Like right. a dude makes a highlight catch from a super accurate throw. You know what are you gonna do? But uh, I don't know. I I think Baker was the biggest hold of me. Sorry, I know I seem a little out of the conversation. Uh, that intro, the way it loaded up, kind of bothered me, so I've been, like, messing around with it. One second. I'm about to try and play it. Ignore me. Ignore this moment, because I'm about to try and play it. Let's see. Stay conservative, run the ball here on third down. Here's Richardson. He takes it in for his first NFL touchdown. And Pittman takes it inside the 20, the 10, towards the end zone. Touchdown on second and 28. The Colts capitalize Richardson to Pittman, 39 yards. Okay, we're good. Oh, yeah, baby. Hell, yeah. We're good. You see how hey, quick welcome I- back. Welcome back to kicking with the crew. <laughs> you see how quick I work on the fly? You see what I'm yeah, saying? Man. I just I just make things happen. All right. I just make things happen. The OG fans remember the uh Matt Ryan to Alec Pierce touchdown, but it's gone. It's, it's gone, gone forever. It's gone. We got a guy at quarterback and we're gonna highlight him, baby. Yep. And that, I mean that's something discussed too as we review last week's game, man. Like AR is not near as raw as we were led to believe. Like this guy is poised, he's super talented, obviously. Uh, potential out of the world, but he played. He probably had the best rookie quarterback debut across the league, I believe. 
I personally think between him and CJ Stroud, I know CJ Stroud didn't like he put up numbers, man. And that team was just trash. Damian Pierce was like 39th ranked running back last week. Yeah, it was real 39th, bro. And he's and he's an RB1. So I don't know where Deion Jackson. Yo, he played Baltimore, though. That's a lot to ask. They are tough. But it's Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce came in with like high expectations of a, of a second year, what he was supposed to do. They got no offensive, offensive line. I mean, that's not the that's not the that's not my my thing is is Damian Pierce. All right. I don't care right. about their offensive line, right? Because if you give a running back expectations, then the offensive line shouldn't matter. You know what I mean? Like Jonathan Taylor last year he probably would have had a better year, even with a bad offensive line, in my opinion. But I st- I still think CJ Stroud had a hell of a game, and they don't they don't have that much of an offense. I mean, their wide receiver yeah. core is what average at best, or not even average. It's bottom of the league, man. They yeah, got Robert Woods. It's, it's a lot of like question marks across the board. I think Robert, Woods is their most experienced guy, right? And everybody else is Woods, like, Tangdale, and uh, Michi or whatever his name was. Right, right. But like question coming marks, off of right? leukemia. Yeah. So arguably one of the worst. Why most unproven, most uh, yeah. unproven for sure. Yeah, Robert Robert Woods is you know hasn't been really a wide receiver one ever in his career. He's always yeah, been a wide receiver two behind somebody else. So, I, th- Nico Collins, that's right. Yeah, that's true. He, yeah, I, I mean he he's he's a weapon for. It. He had a good season last year, but again, like it's just question marks across the board, man. Like Mechie was great in college, but we don't know if he's going to be that guy. Tank Dell, great in college, but we don't know if he's that guy. Like uh, I 100 percent agree. Like their their wide receiver core is. Uh, average at best, like when they're really rolling, they're going to be an average core. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to how our secondary matches up with them tomorrow. I think our secondary is going to build some confidence tomorrow, to be completely honest. Um, I like what I saw out of Kenny Moore last week with uh, in the second half, the moment he went one-on-one um, with Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley became irrelevant. Yeah, uh, we not were, as much of an impact late in the game. Yeah, at that point, we were able to get pressure on Trevor Lawrence in the second half, and it just kind of – and then for some reason, our defense fell apart in the fourth quarter. It is what it is. Yeah. It happens. I think – we. I mean, we went into that game thinking we were going to lose. Me and DeMarco picked us to win just because we're homers. Um, but at the same time, we should have won the game. And I really think we were a run game away from doing so. Had we yeah. punted a few times instead of going for it and had a run game, I would. Yeah. Had we punted instead of going for it or gotten in field goal range and kicked it. Yeah. And kicked it and had a consistent run game. I agree. I yeah. Agree. That, that was like one of my biggest frustrations too. Is like we have one of the best special teams units in the league, man. Like we've seen that the past couple of years and now Rigo's back. He was he didn't play last year and we still had a good special teams unit. Uh, Rigo's back and we're not giving him a chance to play the field position game and let our defense dominate from there. Don't that forget, was really frustrating to me. Don't forget that punt return at the end of the game. Which yeah. one? That was the one that yeah. ruined it. That was the one yeah, that yeah. nail in the coffin for us in that game. Yeah, great. Right, that, that punt return put them all the way down in our 30. Like yeah, I, I just mean specifically our specialists. As far as the actual team, yeah, I mean it's just got to get covered, like 100. percent I think, but, I think, I think we're wasting money on an on an analyst that is specific toward using analytics. I think mm-hmm. I forget what they titled him as, but we hired a guy to do these analytics for in game, like going for it on fourth down, and yet 
we were like oh for three at one point on fourth down yeah. conversions and we were two for what 13 two for 12 or something on third downs total like yeah what are you <laughs> doing what are you doing as an analytic guy yeah. if you're not able to send you know to the offense coordinator or to the head coach like hey this, this isn't working. The, yeah, we need to do this on this play. Like, if you're a numbers guy, let's look at the fucking numbers. Let's recognize that something is not working today. Let's try something else. Yeah, I, I 100% good. agree. Well, so yeah, just a little bit, man. Damon, I agree. I think I do think Blackman looked a little sketchy in the first half. Uh, when you he go dropped back that and, pick. Yeah, when you go back and you watch again in the second half, he was definitely more solid. I think the secondary played better as a whole in the second half. So whatever jitters they had in that first half were gone by the second half. Um, James, you asked a question. Hi guys. Do you think we will win? And hopefully we get off to a, a good season now. Um, I do think we'll win, but I still think we'll have a losing record. Um, do you think Taylor is going to stay? I don't. I think that ship has sailed. Yeah, I think, I'm, I think Taylor's here, man. I don't think he's going anywhere this season. I don't think he's going anywhere this season. I think he's going to play for us. And I think, He's gone after next season, if anything. He's not getting traded before week eight. There's no way. Yeah, I, I agree that. He Taylor might finish scary. the year out, but I don't think beyond that, I don't think he. Well, he's, he's even after that, we, we have the tag. Like, it, it's going to be on the Colts if he goes anywhere. You know what I mean? He's not going to be able to just walk. Colts like, don't use the tag, man. Yeah. I think if, if they believe they can get something in return for Taylor and he still wants out by that point, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. I know it's been years since we have used it. I, I I agree. It's just, man, like there, there's no way you just let that guy leave. Like I, I think 100%, if we're still in the same position by the end of the year, which by the way, I'm optimistic that we won't be. I think if he starts playing and things start clicking and they start talking to each other and like solving this shit without his dumbass agent around, or maybe he gets a new, I don't know. Like I, I think this is still a mendable situation. I don't think it's any worse than the whole Lamar Jackson thing was just a couple months ago. And now Lamar Jackson, you know, he, he loves it in Baltimore again and everything's all good, right? Like, I, I don't think we're that far off. I think this can still be solved by them just sitting down and having to talk. But yeah, I think he's here this year. I think he plays uh, to answer his question. I think we get the win tomorrow, but I agree we probably have a losing record overall this season. But after that, I mean, it's to be determined. I do want to say something that I keep hearing about, you know, uh, about AR, right? Um I think we need to chill with this whole, hey, man, you need to fucking slide. Bullshit. Because you go back – hold on. You go back and you rewatch the tape last week. He didn't take that many hits downfield. Mm. He didn't. He took like two. Two Only or three. Couple, yeah. I, I rewatched the game. And he he literally ran out of bounds more often than he didn't. He didn't try to force anything that he didn't have to. Yeah, toward the end of the game, he tried to run over a couple people, which he did. But he was trying to get the first down. I mean, yeah. you, don't, you don't tell a guy to slide on fourth down. Like, no. It was fourth down. He was short. I'm not sliding there either. You you do what you got to do to get that first down. I'm sorry. It's one of those things where, yeah, I get it. We, we all have that bad taste in our mouth because of Andrew Luck. But at the same time, yeah, you protect yourself. But when you're in a – you don't want to scare yourself from playing the game. Like right. Trevor Lawrence saying protect yourself or – all these, all these analytic guys and all these reporters saying he needs to slide more. It's not like he was it going blew, crazy. It blew my mind. The dude ran the ball probably like eight, nine, eight times or something. I can't remember the number exactly. And he ran out of bounds about 80% of those times. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't completely disagree. And in fact, to, to back up that, uh, everyone was saying what a monster game Josh Allen had because he had three sacks, but two of those were, again, from Anthony running out of bounds. So, he, yeah, like, he was definitely avoiding contact right. as best he could. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, it's, it's situational, man. Like, And, and I, think, I think that was one of the impressive things about AR, too, is, like, he, he understands these situations very well for a guy that doesn't have a ton of game experience. Uh, like he knew when to just lower his shoulder and go for it. Granted, at the end, it looked like that hit kind of shook him up a little bit, maybe bruised it. I think it was like a bruised knee, bruised whatever. Uh, nothing serious, though. He just kind of like got shooken up. I mean, hey, welcome to the NFL, dude. Like these guys are just as big as you and hitting you, you know? So, yeah, yeah he, he's going to have a little bit of that, but I agree. I mean, he, he seemed to understand situations well, know when to get down and when to try to get the yards and take the hit. Uh, so I'm not too worried about it, especially at his size. I'm not overly worried that someone's going to hit him and – Andrew Luckham, you know? I'm going to nitpick just because I'm going to nitpick. Um, two things I've noticed where he can avoid the extra hits. Right, shots fired. <laughs> where he can avoid the, the extra hits. Um, AR, I commend you for standing in the pocket. But, homie, when you're hot, get that thing out quick, man. Yeah. Get that thing out quick, so you ain't got to take a, a a useless hit standing back there. That's a non that's a non needed hit that I think people are talking about. I don't mind when he went, you know, Earl Campbell on fourth and five and put his shoulder in somebody mm -hmm. and got it. Like in that time, it's needed. What I don't want to see is when Shane gets real creative in the run game and we hit that pistol, that flex bone pistol look. And AR doesn't go down. Homie, get the yard you can and get out of bounds. Sure. Like, while those hits, they may not be severe now, I don't want to take that chance later. So, like, learn your hots. Get good at getting get good at getting the ball out quickly, which overall, A minus, B plus. And then if it's a fourth and five, be the Earl Campbell. But if it's second yeah. and three – I got no problem if you get the three yards we need and then you slide. Yeah, no, 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 no. I agree. One hundred. Not against sliding. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not against sliding. I'm I'm against when when the game's on the line and you need to make right, a play and right. At fourth and five, make it. Do what make you that need. Play. That's football. But I don't. But if I don't need the extra yards on like first and third. First, yeah. If it's third and eighteen. If it's third and eighteen, if we're down a score and we need we need to get that first down, and you have a wide open left field, you're doing what you got to do to go get that first down. I don't care. Right. That's why I don't need the extra yards get, on first and second. You right. didn't get drafted because you slid. Right. Your scouting report had nothing to do with you sliding. It had to do with that run where you broke tackles and your arm strength. Mm -hmm. so you right. do that. You do what you got to do. I you mean, got I, drafted I just, because you can run the ball and yeah, will help it's you option, throw no. the ball. It's just, I it's don't just, want you to turn into Justin Fields where you throw the ball and you can't run it anymore because they've coached it out of you. I want you to run the ball. That is why we drafted you. That's what I'm saying. Like it just it just drives me nuts when when everybody was hyping up the fact that Trevor Lawrence said that to him. Like Trevor Lawrence, you can't run like he can. Yeah. yeah, you can run. You sure. ain't as big as him either. Yeah, yeah like you're not, I, you're not as big. Yeah, you're not as strong. Like I get it. Tell him to protect himself I mean, because he's got a long career. Six, six, but he's a buck sixteen. Yeah, he, he's sunshine, yeah. man. Like it, it was yeah. good respect to him. Like it was a very, it was a very professional thing. Like looking out for him and everything. But at the end of the day, like 
Anthony Richardson is built like fucking LeBron James, dude. Yeah, like, you, he's you, probably gonna be all right. You play your game, I'll play mine. I'll slide yeah. when I when I need to, and when I when when game's on the line, I'm gonna run over your linebacker. All right, yeah. that's what I'm gonna do. Now I will say because we talked about getting the ball out quick. That was one of my few uh, critiques of AR's game last week. Is that the throw like the overthrows he had and the times that he really looked like a rookie was actually when he got a clean pocket and he had a lot of time. And it's like he overthought, like you'd see him read, 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 go back, and then he'd like chuck it and just kind of overdo it. But then when he was on these hot reads and like quick snappy plays and just going off instinct, he's balling. So if if anything, he needs to just like take a step back. And like when he gets that time, dude, just calm down a little bit because it's his, almost like he overhyped it. You know what I mean? Best, his best throws came out of RPO where they had yeah. to be quick throws. I mean, that Josh Downs throw where it was like 20-something, 30-something yard play was off of That's a where quick, he's most comfortable, though. Yeah, that was a, that right. was a, that was a quick, 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 yeah, quick slant off an RPO. He read the blitz. Josh Jones read the blitz, and boom, that ball was out of his hands for like, sure. If if we don't have a run game like we didn't last week, that's what you need to do. You need to be able. To, you need to get the ball out quick because when the defense realizes, hey, these guys cannot run the ball on us, mm-hmm. we're gonna send everybody. That's what happens. Then you start getting pressure. Then he's got to start scrambling more. You know. It's it, it last week was a mess because of the run game, in my opinion. Right. hundred percent. I think that'll be improved though this week. Regardless, regardless of opponent. Right. Regardless of opponent, I think Shane and Tony Sperano and the offense really I mean, really saw that damn, we can't run the ball. We've got to do something. So whether it's more scheme, they scheme certain guys open or it's all NCAA crap. So, um, so I don't I, I think it had to be with scheme, man, because we've seen Deion Jackson perform. Could be a bad, perform. Yeah. It could be just a bad game from Dion not being it ready, be. man. But it was a really <laughs> bad game. Yeah, that right. was, but but he didn't even have the worst run game of, of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like of last week. So really? Right. Who's worse than him? Uh a lot of people. I don't, man, he had less than one yard per carry and two fumbles. He had a I mean, 1.1 statistically, yard per carry, did he not? That is a, that is a rough – either way, yeah. I mean, it was either 14 carries and 13 yards or 13 carries and 14 yards, but not a not a pretty day by weird, any means. The weird thing is, is early on, he was running pretty hard. He was getting three, four yards per carry early on in the first and second quarter. Uh, as the game went on, he didn't, and I think it was because – we started getting limited on backs, man, because we ended up having Evan Hall went down. Yeah, um, I think and that hurt us for sure. Then it was, then it was yeah, a DJ. I, I'm pretty sure DJ got a little banged up because some of the plays that he was running, he was getting hit by three, four guys at the same time, and then getting you know pushed. So I don't know, man. A lot could have went into that run game last week, and just now, I just want to see how they fix it because that's yeah. that's key. To me. I want to see Josh Downs get involved in the run game. That's like, interesting. I, I like want to s- and shit. Bro, he's so fast. You have to get him the ball. He's got so much wiggle. Mm. Like, there's things you can do to supplement a run game. So, like, I just see him, like, even Granson. Granson's athletic enough. I think if you got him involved in the run game, look out. That'd be interesting. I mean, we did see – I want to say there was a player or two where we did that that, that – uh Debo Samuel style, like two guys behind AR, you know what I mean? Like that, that dual back formation. I, I'd be interested to see more of that and maybe was, uh, a guy like downs down there. That was an AR touchdown. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. I think that's cool. Goal line. He even put we even put somebody in motion too. So it ended up being like four different potential runners in the backfield at one time. Yeah, I, I would love to see more of that. I think schematically, like I think we had a lot of cool stuff prepared. I think, oh snap, what's up, DeMarco? What up, bro? Hey. Welcome to the party, brother. Hey, your your Florida Gators are cooking right now, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm watching I'm watching Texas and Wyoming. Texas is not doing good. But yeah, I, I, I wanted to say, I think part of Deion Jackson's issue, I, I don't think he was supposed to have 14 carries that game. I think we were going to mm. do a little bit more committee, you know what I mean? But then Hole goes down, and do you really want to trust a, a practice squad rookie, Jake Funk, having a bunch of carries, you know? So it, he kind of got pushed into more also, carries potentially being banged up than he probably should have had. You also got to give credit to, to Jacksonville, too, because if you look at how their edges are set up on defensively, they've got good edges, man. They, they've always had good edges. So when it comes to trying to run that, that, uh, that read option that we ran a lot last week, Josh Allen's not a, he's not bad at defending that play alone. He played it well. Yeah. Yeah. And you go back and you watch that game. I mean, there were some holes that were missed by Dion, but then at the same time, defensively, they were just, they played pretty well last week. Y'all get a Carson vibe wins last week. Like at all. No. Oh, dude, I did. I because I see the similarities so much between this offense and the offense of Frank Rand, minus the creativity. <laughs> um, I think I, I, think I we, really think so. I think it was week I one, see, and I think Shane was kind of being nothing the same. Oh, I, I there's a, some nuances. Just you, you can tell, like they said, some certain things are the same, but certain things are different. Like obviously, Shane's creativity is. 150% way better than um, anything Frank did. But I just – the RPO game is so similar that I was all like, man, this is like Carson Wentz 2.0 in We're, a way. If I say We're anything capable of doing it now, though. If I say anything that looked similar and gave me kind of a vibe of Carson Wentz vibe was how well how, – how energized our offense looked compared to last season. Agreed. Yeah. That Agreed. vibe I will say I got. Because last year, man, even even you know through weeks one through five, our offense just looked so boring and dull, and no one seemed energized. Like MPJ is not going to run a thirty-nine yard touchdown. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <clears throat> no big does plays. It, does it week one? Big play, boom. Um, I do want to say that like the one interception AR threw last week, I don't even want to say that that was necessarily his fault. Um, I just think it was a good defensive play if you really watch it. I know DeMarco. Receivers were too close together. They were too spaced together. There wasn't no spacing. One was like on a corner route, and the other one was supposed to be a sale route. And Pierce sold it a yeah. different different way it was supposed to be. It's supposed to be like the sale route was or the the sale route is clearing out for that tight corner so that the corner route, so the corner who's playing cloud coverage essentially gets high load and um by the flat player. And the running back who's a flat player didn't get out in time. And then AR kind of had to force it when the read was muddy in itself. So AR got duped in my opinion by a bad play call and uh terrible route running. Yeah. I, I mean, agreed. And we all expected a rookie mistake or two coming in and it, it honestly, it took him a long time to have one. So I, I, at that point, I think I even said to the group chat, I'm like, dude, I can't even be mad at this point. Like, He's Zach, so I think well, we need like, to we, a rookie mistake we need is to coming. Break down that, uh, break down that play together because I see that totally different. Well, I just look at from an offensive, offensive point of view, like from spacing wise. That's the only reason why I brought that up. 
Like I've you know, watched so it's several. Not even, it's not even spacing. If you if you watch it, so what happened is they played that cover two. And, and right. what teams are doing a lot of the time in the league now, they do it a lot to Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, guys who throw the deep ball. We're going to play cover two to force you to take the short game. And what happened is as the game went on, AR wanted to try and make a big play because obviously at that point we needed to score. He tries to force the ball in between that cover two. Mm-hmm. And the, the, cover two flat, the, the cover two flat defender, instead of him yeah. staying down in that high low that you were talking about, all he yeah. did was float back and just make a great play on the ball. So they tricked AR is what they did in that cover two, or at least that corner tricked AR and baited him into that pick. Oh, highly for sure. But I don't like, okay, in my mind, I think that there's no such thing as a perfect defense and receivers always got to be right. So That's, that, that, I agree with that. I, I want to <laughs> so. respond to Dave Stewart here too. He said he had no touch on that throw. Don't give him a pass on everything. We're not giving him a pass on everything, but fans want to blame him for everything. So right. there's, I mean, you get, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm not on social media, so I ain't seen everything, but I can fully expect what people have been saying. And this right here, like most people have been pretty positive with AR. There's a few, yeah. but yeah, but, but my, and, is, and my thing, my thing is like to the, the biggest dumb part, like exactly to Matt's point is everybody said AR couldn't throw short passes. He couldn't complete a five yard route. He uh, threw 53% in college, and then he came into the uh, preseason and threw 40%. And then all he did was go out and throw 64%. So why do we still got to complain? Like, why does it always have to be, oh, he didn't do this. He didn't do that. Like, 64% got baited. 64%, and he went two for one, in my opinion. One passing touchdown, one interception, and a rushing touchdown. He had it in the game. Imagine giving the guy a run game, how much better it would have been. Yeah, and I mean, in, in fairness, too, like we're not we're not giving a pass on everything. Like that, that's what we were talking about a little bit earlier too, Dave. Uh, we talked about like the couple of times that he did drop back and have so, like a clean pocket in time. Is we almost saw like too much touch on it. We we saw him overthrow a couple guys. Like by by no means are we saying you know he, he's a a perfect game, perfect court. But I mean, it, it's hard to fucking throw everything on this guy, man. Like uh, first game and he came out and balled out. So I think overall, like a, a very positive uh, debut for AR. I, I would say like a B plus grade, honestly. Yeah, and I think that even that throw that he threw, there's only a few quarterbacks that are making that throw in that uh, in that cover two. And that'd probably be Joe Burrow. Hey man, you food shopping? Yeah, dude, you going <laughs> shopping on vacation tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, this man on the show at Wally World. <laughs> we're going, we're going international, in. baby. I have to come in. I have to come in. But yeah, like Joe Burrow. Uh, maybe Mahomes. There's only a few that are making that throw. Hey, Chad says, don't forget the bread, bro. Oh, yeah, the bread is on the Gators right now, man. Y'all see it? <laughs> Shout out to Jim L. Pumphrey. Shout says, I believe any kind of running game, we win that game. Yeah, 100%, man. I, I think I, I think by the way we played and the, the, the plays we called, we expected to get more out of the running game. And then grow on that, and we just weren't getting the yards that we needed. We weren't eating up the the yardage that we wanted. So yeah, it was just it was a tough spot to be in, man. Yeah, we didn't have as much balance as we wanted to. Most balance came off of AR running it off the edge and things like that. And you know, we've all said it that if we had a run game, any any type of run game, if we had, I think I said it to Demarco, um, if we had what sixty yard or give me give me sixty yards from any mm-hmm. running back. Yeah, collectively 60 yards. yeah 60 yards it's that's a all different game it's a different from the game. running back room and we would have won that game 60 yeah, yards. that would have put us over that would have put us over 100 as a team 
And we could yeah. easily guess AR would have averaged more when he was already averaging 10 yards right. Yep. But I mean, I, I'll say too, man. Like we we talked about this as a as a group after the game. Like we you, you don't want to like be the moral victory guy, but at the same time, like it was a good feeling to be in a game and be frustrated that we could have we should have won the game, as opposed to being frustrated that it's like, man, we were never in that game at all. You know what I'm saying? So there's certainly right. been progress made. Also, welcome <laughs> Chad, into the Chad, comments. The palm trees, pretty- the palm trees are not that great. <laughs> they're there baby also want to welcome jim i'm pretty sure he's a new viewer i don't remember seeing his name before welcome brother uh i would say as far as the uh moral victories though i would say for some people who don't think we're going to be good at all like the, the three win people zach um i, think I have four wins <laughs> uh, oh my bad my bad four but uh i think for 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 somebody like zach who might think that this season is a complete washing you're just developing i think if you're watching that game, I mean, I don't mean to speak for you, Zach, but I think if you're watching that game, I think you see a lot of positives out of your offense and There's, obviously your defense to say maybe up there, maybe we might not be as bad as I thought we might be. There's way more positives. Um, if we play like 500, I think if we play like that consistently, we're a 500 ball club. I, I could agree like, with that, yeah. Like if we obviously improve – because this is where teams improve the biggest from week one to week two. So, like, if we improve and we get, you know, a solid run game, then I think we can be a problem. But I still think where I have is a four wins. So, with that, we be a five to eight win ball club, which, I mean, that's still something to be pretty proud of. You're the only one who has us below five. But I have I have <laughs> yeah. us below five because I have major questions still about the offense. Sure, yeah. Specifically the offensive line. I That's mean, where... major questions is completely fair, but I think what we've seen from week one is that like we have the formula, man. Like we yeah. we know what we need to yeah. do. So now it's just on Shane and the coaching staff to make these what I think are easy fixes, really, and get us just clicking and moving more. Uh, obviously get the running game going. I think a big part of that is the, the right guard in the offensive line, and I 100% agree. But I, like I said, man, we, we've set the formula now, and it's a good formula. It looks good. We just have to build on it. Like It's a good foundation to start with, but I think by week eight, we'll be looking at this team in a completely different light, and we could potentially be competing for something. Tristan Marquis, nobody knows what's going on with Juju. I, too, would like to know what's going on with Juju. Would love to see him play. Because... Yeah, he's been held out for personal reasons. Yeah, we and they said he wasn't either. ready. But I mean, if you're going to draft him in the second round, I need to see returns. And he's got to be ready. <laughs> he's got to yeah. be ready. Let's see, we got a couple comments in here. Uh, Dave says, "Agreed, he did well." I got a bit tired of Shane saying everything is on him. Guys are young; they make mistakes. Shane needs not to say he and schemes. He and schemes are to blame. Lots of positive from that game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's just being a good coach too. Like he's obviously going to take it all on himself. And and this is what we talked about opening the show. Is like he's a rookie too, technically. Like this is this was his first game as a head coach. We saw a couple questionable calls, a couple like fourth fourth down calls that we didn't love. But just like any other position, it's going to take time from him and from the team as a whole to really click. But I mean, I think I think that's just being mature and being a leader and just taking it on himself. I mean, he's it's it's his team after all. So I I, I had no problem with that. I would also we, like to say at least we didn't uh, get that Frank Reich. We had a good week of practice crap. One percent better, baby. Right. Yeah, I was just Go ahead to Marco. Say, um, I know he uh took a lot of that blame, but I can guarantee you from the way that he's spoken, 
he's holding people accountable who didn't do their part. For sure, for sure. Like the way he has spoken, he he's letting people know, and when he makes a mistake, he's just letting it be known that that was on him. Dude, and and one of the most encouraging things I saw uh, on the game, actually, if you guys remember, we tried to do that uh, quarterback sneak push, right? Uh, on I, I want to say it was fourth and one. I don't remember if it was a fourth down or not, but I know it was one yard to go. We didn't get it. And the camera cuts to Shane, and he's pissed, man. He's yelling. He's he's all red in the face. Like that's what I want to see because you know exactly what he was gonna say is like he's going to start raging about. It. He's gonna he's gonna hold guys accountable. Like that's what we need, man. I do have a question. We all saw Philly dominate the quarterback keeper last year, yet nobody in the year this year has done what Philly's done. No one's brought in like an extra offensive lineman to push like is there some unofficial gamesmanship that got passed in these yeah, meetings I think they, I mean, i'm pretty sure they changed the rule because something like, about it because like of being how able they to push the guy like, right because i remember they made a huge like uh, philly plant. pushed they would bring in like two guys that were tackle yeah. eligible at like the upbacks and they would push hurts forward and yeah indianapolis was the closest team to get super tight doing that and they didn't do that at all i'm pretty sure so you're that's... not allowed to push anymore i'm pretty sure they made that they like changed that rule during off season no i think uh i think you still can i think they might have took out the um the person in the back so usually the running back that's standing in the far back i think he can't push anymore but the uh the tight end and the receiver that are directly behind the quarterback i believe they can still push i think they just adjusted it um, but when Zach was talking about how they, they panned the camera to, to Coach Steichen, um, that was because he was absolutely pissed about not getting that fourth and inches. And uh, yeah. who was it? I want to say it was um, uh, George Bremer who asked him and was like, are you going to continue to go for it on fourth down and stuff like that? And he started breaking it down. And then he was like, but on fourth and inches, we're going to go for a lot of those. You got to be able to get fourth and inches. That's, yeah, and, that's, and, we we got to we got to execute is what he said. Yeah, and, and that's okay. Like we we don't want a, a conservative head coach. What we're worried about is falling into Brandon Staley and Frank Reichisms, where we're just oh fourth and twenty. Yeah, yeah, let's freaking send it. You know what I'm saying? Like we literally said it on the show last week. Yeah, we we don't want to make bad fourth down decisions, but aggressive is okay in the right situation. And I I I, I think Shane can be that guy though. I'm not overly concerned about it yet. I only have one complaint with the fourth down call. I would have punted like the second one when it was like fourth and three. Agreed. But beyond that, besides AR going like Earl Campbell late in the game, beyond that, I'm pretty okay with going for it, especially with the defense playing as well as it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree, heard. Zach. I agree, Zach. That fourth and five, I, I didn't, I didn't like that one either. Because there was a couple of times where I watched where we should have punted and it right. easily would have uh, helped our situation or kick the field goal, you know, and get right. points. Right. And that would have helped us win that. Because but, it, but again, like I'm not, I'm never going to complain about a coach going for it, like being aggressive. It's just finding those right situations. I think the fourth, fourth and fifth was really the only one that I was absolutely like throwing my hands in, like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, let's play field position here. Let's make them drive the field. And I think that was pretty unanimous, but. Beyond that, I mean, I, I don't have much complaints about uh, Shane's play calling last week. Like I said, the analytics guy, you literally have a guy that's in your ear yeah. just for those situations. And a fourth and five, you should speak not up, have man. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Should listen to your analytics guy. Don't go. Hey, Shane, this isn't working for us. It's that easy, man. I like what uh, Dave Stewart said. 
Should have Shane challenged the spot of the ball on that QB's knee? Uh, I think so, I mean, yeah. I would have. What? Was no. so damn close. I mean, I don't that, know. But really the, play, the play before it, the play before it with uh, Deion Jackson's spot on the third down, I, I saw a lot of people commenting that it was a bad spot. I, I, I didn't go back and review it, uh, but I know a lot of people made a lot of noise about that. No, I watched that play a couple times. It did not look like he got it. So personally, myself, I, I, I wouldn't have uh, – I mean – I can't remember what exact uh, what 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 I think it was third quarter, right? Is that the one? Um, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was third quarter, and it did not look like he got it. Mm. Either way, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have too many issues with uh, Shane's decision making last week. I, I thought it was mostly positive. No, it Me was too. week one. I think it was a game that yeah. he just wanted to see what we were capable of doing yeah. on the field against a team playing full speed. Um, I think the halftime adjustments were definitely noticeable, um, mainly on defense. Uh, offensively, I think he's, we still should have had some more uh, adjustments, especially in the run game going into the second half, figure that shit the fuck out. Hopefully they figure it out uh, this week because if they don't, I'm going to be sitting there doing this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, had to, hey, get the in. had to get your had to get your sound in there, Matt. <laughs> Don't been too long. Hey, uh, shout, shout out to Tristan here. Great comment. Uh, Franklin played lights out, eighteen tackles. Yeah, that's a guy that we actually we haven't talked about at all. That deserves a lot of love, man. Zaire Franklin. Can I, can I do it? So, it's like three weeks ago, I said there was competition in the linebacker position, <laughs> and three weeks ago, Demarco and Zach annihilated me just came at me from all angles one just how was it competition i said trade shack and you're like no don't don't because i was like we got we got zaire and ej i mean i'm not there i I I just wasn't too at one point i wasn't i just wasn't really sold on zaire and then yeah no 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 we can't get rid of that guy all right we gotta keep him in shack don't touch the running. Don't touch the linebacker. Yeah, let, let let him play. Hey, Zaire had some pop to him too, man. Like a couple of those hits, Bro, you, was, you heard it. Like it was like the first the first series. I think Calvin yeah. Ridley got wrecked. Yeah, <laughs> like I that, yeah, we we have something. No, that was there, uh, that was Jamal Agnew. Jamal Agnew got popped. That's, That's it. Right. That's yeah. it. He caught the he, ball he out, of, out of the backfield. Yeah, that, that was shoulder shrug. That was like sit down. Bro. I mean, yeah. Vilma <laughs> got hyped, and when. You know, Vilma gets hyped about hitting. You've pretty much yeah. done a good job because, in my he opinion, something. he's a borderline Hall of Fame linebacker. As long so. as you're uh, trying to knock somebody out of the game, right? Yeah. No, mine is Bounty Gate. Mine is Bounty That's Gate, so. Marco. <laughs> no, he, he had a flashback to his glory days, real quick. Let me let me go ahead and comment on this one. Dave Stewart here says, "How about the last drive? I wanted us to take the three with over two minutes left and two timeouts. We needed a field goal and a touchdown. Take the three and either onside kick or kick deep and use the timeouts and two minute warning. That's my only coach. That's my only coaching second guess. I don't second guess his decision to go for the touchdown. I don't because this is why it. You were already down on the one yard line." Right, I think the play calling on that last series of downs was a little questionable, mm-hmm. but I think uh, you go and you get the points that are hardest to get first. Then you kick the onside kick or you utilize the timeouts because the issue is is like a field, getting in field goal range is a whole lot easier than getting back into the end zone. So if you're already down there within the five, I'm sorry, but a field goal is a waste 
and it hurts you more than it does getting going for the touchdown. That that's just me. I know a lot of people disagree with me on that yeah. situation, but when you look at it from us sitting on the couch, yeah, sure, question it. He could have kicked the field goal, got the easy points, and then kick an onside kick or whatever, try to get the ball back. Sure. But now you got to still go down and score seven more points. You're within yeah, five. Go for the I, touchdown. I, go for the touchdown. And then it, you, you get it. I mean, potentially could have gotten it if AR didn't get, get hurt. We would have gotten the seven. Nobody would be questioning it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I also agree um, to Matt's point. This is uh, pretty much what Jim wanted as a coach. So just like how uh, Matt was talking about with the analytics guy, this is what Jim Ursay wanted. Um, so uh, Coach Steichen had commented on it, and he was talking about the whole analytics of it, and he said he would go with his gut. So he would listen to the analytics, and then he would take his gut feeling into it, and this is what Jim Irsay wanted. So if that's your gut feeling and you trust it, you go with it. So that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, but you – yeah, so he's so he's talking about you leave yourself 10 seconds left with the amount of time that you utilize on the clock, and that's fine, but in that situation – I'm still taking. I'm still going for the touchdown. You plan to only use one play to get into the end zone. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one of those things too, where it's like he makes these aggressive calls, and, and if it works out, he's a genius. But it didn't work out, so now we have to like now we question it. it. Yeah, so yeah. I, I mean, think it's, it's an that's, that's just being a head coach. Yeah. I, I 100% get it, but yeah, I mean, looking back like mathematically and going through like the time you would have everything. Yeah, like on Madden and everything, it would make sense, right? Take the field goal and then drive the field, get this like. I completely understand where Dave's coming from. Uh, that's kind of where my head was at too. But on the field, like, yeah, it's 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 a tough spot. It's like you want to just be aggressive and, and go and win the freaking game. So I don't know, man. I, I didn't I didn't take issue with it, but I understand where he's at. Like, there's there's a different way we could have approached it, but that's probably just not Shane's style. He's gonna go for the kill. Right. I mean, that you could have <laughs> we could have kicked a field goal. We could have done you know what Dave's saying and. I, I mean, I agree with him to to a certain point. I wouldn't you know? have been mad if they'd done exactly as Dave did. Right, exactly. Like, I'm not mad. Like, I have no – again, I'm – I fucking watch the games upstairs on my bed, okay, on my little phone. So, like, I have zero – You got to upgrade, bro. You got to get a TV I have screen. zero, <laughs> zero, like, actual credibility when it comes to talking about this. Sure, yeah. But, like, from a – from a like a coaching mind or a coaching aspect, which I think that's how Dave's approaching this. Yes, I would do exactly as you said. I would take the three, and then knowing that my defense is playing as good as they are, I would take my timeouts, save myself from save myself some, and hopefully allow myself enough time and a timeout get if I yeah to get multiple shots at the end zone. I mean that's just. That's literally. I think Zach Moss is back tomorrow. Yes, we need it. We need something. And yeah, and Dave, just Dave, just so you're tracking, man, we're not here to tell you that you're wrong at all. Yeah, all of us. This is what this is what the show's about, man. It's about agreeing and disagreeing and and voicing your opinions, discussing. Like that's why we came up with it. We just wanted. You should see us around an hour and a half mark. (laughs) These debates after we've had a couple drinks, bro. We, we just want start. people to to feel free to be themselves and express their mind about football. Like I've gone at it with yeah. Matt, Everybody. DeMarco, Everybody. Trev, Damon when he's on here. He was just on here. Where'd he go? 
Oh, yeah. If, you, if you're looking for a debate, just ask DeMarco something. DeMarco debates with everybody about absolutely everything. And DeMarco won't admit oh. when he's wrong ever. <laughs> no, don't do me like that. He won't. He it, won't. Dep- it depends how much he's drank that night, but I'm the same way. <laughs> Sound of face, bro. We got a couple we'll comments say, in at here. Least we, at least we had Steichen uh, calling that play because if it was Frank Wright, we all would have been scratching our hey, head man. on why did what play were we calling? Not that he called it, but what the hell was the play? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my biggest thing. Is like at least we're past series, that on that last series of downs. Like after we got the first down, after AR ran for that first down, what plays was Shane thinking? Like especially when you put Gardner in there. What the heck yeah. you got Gardner running around rolling out for, bro? Like, come on. You 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 have Gardner I, here for situations like that, and we already had him down at, like, the one-yard line, and Gardner couldn't put it in the end zone? Like, Yeah, that wasn't a great look. I mean, it's a tough spot to be in. Your, your QB1 goes out. You got to switch QBs right there. So I, I'm sympathetic to it, but I agree. Like, we, we absolutely should have got the points there. Uh but that, that's just one of those things, man. I think it's an easy fix. I think we just need to refine some shit. I, I wasn't angry about it, but I agree. Like that's that's something that absolutely need to be addressed. Yeah, hey, that's when I go back to my point about uh, I originally wanted Tyrod Taylor to be our backup QB, so the offense wouldn't change too much going from AR to the backup quarterback to keep that same type of mobility or somewhat right, similar type right. of mobility. You're not completely changing everything just in case. Yeah, they're they're very different styles, which is what was weird about signing Gardner. And I, I like Gardner as a player. I, I think he's a, he's a solid backup quarterback and everything. But as far as what you're talking about stylistically, like he he's not the same as they are at all. Like he's not the same build, not the same play style, anything. So it definitely changes stuff up, which can be an advantage if we plan to it. But when we're forced into it because Eric gets pulled out for an injury or whatever, it makes shit weird. It makes shit awkward. So. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I think that could be a problem for us, potentially. With this comment, we're going to go ahead and slide over from the Jags game to the preview for tomorrow. I know Zach asked about this probably, I think, like 30 minutes ago. He's been oh, waiting yeah. for us to go ahead and switch topics. <laughs> he got tired of talking about the Jags. So Jeremy just, here is asking, do we think AR throws for two touchdowns tomorrow? Uh, potentially. Uh, no, I think he rushes for two touchdowns. See, I think that I think that's more realistic than him throwing the ball, bro. I yeah. think I think Shane wants to get the run game going tomorrow. Like we I got a bad we got a bad team. Let's focus on being <laughs> let's focus on the fundamentals of football and just run the piss out of it. So yeah. I, I think he gets another one to Pittman, uh, which I really liked his game last week. I, I I need that consistently from him to step up and be the guy. Uh, I think he gets one to Pittman, but beyond that, yeah, I, I think we're really heavy in the run game, especially in the red zone. So may, maybe not two touchdowns passing, but overall, I think we'll probably have like three touchdowns. So, yeah, man, I think I think Pittman definitely played like a vet last week. I mean, he had what eighty nine total yards. Uh, one of those was thirty nine yards altogether, so fifty yards on. He looked good. However many catches he got last week, so ninety seven. Oh, it was ninety seven total yards. Hell yeah, yeah, I'm keeping count because all of the uh, all of the Calvin Ridley lovers love to talk about how elite and how dominant he was, even though he only had four more yards than Michael Pittman Jr., so I'm counting for the haters. He also only had them in the first half. He got uh, shut down by Kenny Moore in the second half. So whatever yeah, Jack fans yeah, so are thinking. Yeah, so all the Michael Pittman Jr.'s haters can eat that. Yep. And then 
Kenny Moore. Got to show Kenny Moore some love. But, yeah, man, I agree. I think I think MPJ does get another one tomorrow. Um, I want to see something out of these tight ends, bro. We've got so fucking many of them. And that... la- last week was kind of like – Eh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mo Alley, Mo Alley Cox. There was a, there was a play early on where Mo didn't catch it. Um, that, yeah, Ar had a couple overthrows. To be fair, uh, Granson had a couple of solid catches from what I remember. Uh, didn't see much. For, I, I know Ogletree had one like really athletic looking catch. He looked good, and then he gets he, he goes in the concussion protocol, so we didn't get to see anything else from him. But yeah, I mean, overall, I agree. Like, the tight end core was kind of like, you, you don't hate it, but, like, you want more from it because these are all young guys that are supposed to be able to go. Other than, yeah, man. Oh, I, mean, Cox. I mean, we kept, yeah. what, five of them? And not one of them. <laughs> we really need something from them. Week. Yeah. Right. Yeah, five uh, speaks. of them. And uh, uh, Jelani is on IR, so I think that had quite a bit to do with it. Yeah. Will Mallory was also inactive that game, so he didn't play. Um, the, the, the pass that, uh, Trev was talking about was one of the reasons why I'm really over Mo Ali Cox. It was thrown pretty high, but mm-hmm. Molly Cox, you're six foot seven, bro. He's and that's fair. Yeah. yeah. That's it's high for a reason. Is, uh, Jelani Woods, then that's a catch. And that's exactly why we don't need to be paying Mo yeah. Ali Cox $11 million to be on this roster. Cause you can't make those type of plays. So, I think, Cause he's a glorified and, fullback. And then, um, Jelani, yep, and Jelani then, uh, would have caught that thing over his shoulder and kept going. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Exactly. It would have been no and then, um, and then uh, obviously Drew Ogletree. He, him, and Granson, I think, were on their way for a big game, but uh, Drew got hurt. He got the concussion. Yeah. And then uh, Granson, I think, the game plan just kind of switched up when we pretty much only had one tight end left. Right. Kind of went away from him a little bit. I, I think. I think too. Like uh, talking about guys just not performing. A couple of the comments here as well. Man, where the fuck was Alec Pierce, dude? Like, we, we saw some encouraging shit from him last year in his rookie season, but I don't know man, why he did nothing last week. I don't I don't know where everybody like expected greatness out of Alec. Pierce. I didn't expect greatness, but I expect something. I mean, my thing with Alec Pierce is like, like I got it. Everybody wanted a big year from him this year, and last year he only had a couple big games. To be fair, and even the even you know. When he got his first touchdown, I think that was like his what first or second catch of that game mm. against the Jags last year. So it's like he's a possession receiver. Yeah, he's not he's not going to give you big games. Yeah. But, yeah. but now to, to say this, if we're going to title him as a possession receiver, this motherfucker better start catching the ball because that's what you're True. known for. True. Thank you. The, 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 the frustration also, is like I would, I would also disagree that he's not a possession receiver. I think he's going to be used just like Devontae Smith and the Eagles. He's going to be that deep threat receiver. The problem was is we didn't really draw it up for it to go his way. I mean, he's not um, catching the ball. I wouldn't draw it up either. I mean, I mean yeah. I mean, it he, goes, he didn't even get targets though. No, he he had a. I want to say it was two targets for one catch, and so. He, I, I, I just don't think calls, he was so used I, very much, and uh, that's what Reggie Wayne was talking about after the game, that he was saying that it was tough seeing him not get it because there was a couple that he was open. Um, for example, it was that one that Zach said that was a bad route by um, by uh, Kylan Granson, the out and up that was ran slow that didn't free up uh, Pearson time to get hit on that deep post that should have been a touchdown against that cover two coverage. Thanks. So it's stuff like that where he didn't get the target to get the ball. So it's, it, it's just simple stuff like that. Yeah. Some of these players, like like how we – like you guys have been calling a rebuild and I've been slow to get to it. This really is just a test year to see who's going to fit Shane's system. That's we fair. We can see a lot yeah, of yeah. change. That's fair. I want Downs more involved. 
Yep. He like, looked good. Bro's got bro's got wiggle. Bro's got separation. Shifty. Bro is shifty. He you can get creative with Josh Downs for sure and use him like he is, in my opinion, outside of Jonathan Taylor, hot take, maybe the second best athlete on the team on offense. Third. Not counting the quarterback. Not okay. counting the quarterback. I was about to say, bro. No, no. <laughs> not counting the quarterback. I was about to say, Zach. Offensive <laughs> no! position. Like, <laughs> offensive position wise, <laughs> that's hilarious. Josh Downs, in my opinion, needs Squid. to get way more involved because he's instant separation. They need to figure out how to use him and put him in put him in situations to get it done because you can unlock him instantly. He's more than just run deep. He, dude, he is as advertised, dude. He is shifty. He's quick. He's a burner, man. Like I agree. Let's let's start scheming him up. Let's give him more touches, if anything. I, I'm hundred percent with it. Part of that problem is the simplistic offense. Uh, somebody else had asked that in a question in the presser. These guys are asking some pretty good questions, to be honest with you, um, about the offense. It's still pretty simple, and they were wondering when that stuff is going to open up. Because if you look at the, how the system and design, a lot of the running and stuff. That fits these big receivers like Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman Jr. Sure. It doesn't really fit Josh Downs as much. So they got to figure out how to use some of those uh, RPOs and those quick screen actions that they use for Granson and then the early conversion yeah. to Downs that he had that was almost a touchdown. So, yeah, um, Dude, but, yeah agree, Josh. He's a, he's a really good player. We yeah. got to find ways to get him involved. That's what I love about Josh, too, though, is he he's like the opposite of what we usually get. That's why I loved about the pick is we have all these, like, Big wide receivers, blocking dudes, possession guys, high point guys. And there's little Josh Downs just burning everybody, man. But like, I like the versatility in our receiving core, and I, I want to see more of that moving forward. He is what Ty used to be when Ty had the ability to separate and actually do something hopefully. other than run deep. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, dude. If he's if he's Ty, I'm all I'm all for it. <laughs> I just I mean, want last, to be last week. He was he was three receptions on seven targets. So, I mean, he was he was involved. Yeah. And, and again, like a lot of this is just going to be refining, man. Like by, by week eight, a lot of this is going to look sharper. So I, I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves dubbing him the next TI. But just as far as like build and quickness, right? Like that's kind of the, the type he would fit him, in. I don't want him to be the next TY. I don't think he Well, I want him to be dubbing. better, but. <laughs> I mean, TY was a product of Andrew Luck. That's all he was. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. He was pretty good at it and won us a lot of yeah, games. I mean, yeah, uh, the Gano system when, when he just got sent downfield. That was it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. No, I think, actually, I, I, I don't like I any think, practice squad receivers. I think Josh Downs a more complete version of uh, T.Y. that we saw in the later parts of his career. Like, he, T.Y. was more of a burner. I think Josh Downs more of a route runner that has speed. I yeah, he that. th that's that's the number one thing that like jumped out to me was just his shiftiness running these routes. He, he's so quick cutting, man. So I, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting that guy uh, more targets moving forward, and just opening up that offense because he he looks like he could be legit. <laughs> Dave says, "Hope he's ty tomorrow versus Houston." Yeah, hundred percent, man. We need we need a Texans killer really back in the house. Hey, you see my name? That's what I hope he is tomorrow <laughs> to be like ty. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. I think it's coming too, man. Like, uh, if you guys want to move into predicting the game tomorrow, I, I honestly, CJ last week he looked all right, uh, a little more hesitant than AR maybe, but overall, like, 
I know they're playing the Ravens. I know the Ravens are a good team. I know it's week one. Granted, all of that. But overall, we look like a much better and much more prepared team than the Houston Texans do. And I expect that to, to still be true tomorrow. Like, I expect to go in there and come out with a solid win. Trev, you do know CJ may not play, right? Yeah, I know. And that's that's going to be a big question, too. We talked about a little bit as a group of uh, whether it would be better to play CJ or Davis. I'd actually prefer to play CJ right now just because he doesn't have experience, whereas Davis does. Uh, but Davis Mills doesn't scare me. You know what I mean? He didn't scare anybody. So I'm okay playing that, too. I, I think either way we should come out of this with a win tomorrow. I think yeah. CJ plays, man. I you can't you can't it's too early to, for them to be like oh CJ you would play him without Laramie Tunsil yeah. if he's healthy yeah if he's without if he's healthy Laramie, I'm not without Laramie Tunsil and a shoulder injury I Bro, would I no no that, that's no that's the thing hell. that's the thing with with his shoulder if his shoulder's How? good I'm playing him regardless of who else is injured but if his shoulder's not good then yeah of course I'm not playing him. Bro, Davis Mills chopped up the Colts last year, week seventeen, for us to get AR. I would play Davis Mills rest my quarterback and not have him end up like Cam Newton with a messed up shoulder because this Colts pass rush is coming. A thousand percent, DeMarco. Say it again. Say it louder for the homies in the back. I'm just saying. A thousand percent. I'm saying as a coach, like if my QB1 is healthy, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not play him because of like situations. You know what I mean? Like I'm still going to play him, but if he's not healthy, if his shoulder's not good to go, then yeah, of course not. Like, yeah, let's not take the risk. Let's put in Davis Mills. He shredded us last year. Let's do the same thing. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's just, it doesn't make sense to me to not start a guy if he's healthy just because someone else is injured. I, I wouldn't do that. Hey, I got issues with Texans fans right now. So, hey, if they want to play them and be stuck in the dumpster and be drafting another quarterback again pretty soon, they're going to turn him into David Carr 2.0 if they do that. That's fine. Let's here. let's do that. That's fine. That Bro. Does, does not affect this at all. Let's do it. <laughs> That's I don't fair. care. That's fair. I have the Colts winning tomorrow 35-10. Ooh. I have yeah, AR. I like that, Zach. I have AR, 200 rushing, 200 passing. Oh, my God. Two hey, TDs throwing. Oh my, two TDs oh rushing. God. Everybody take note of this. This is the most optimistic Zach has ever been. Which means AR comes out, puts the league on notice, and says, I am this year's rookie of the year. Oh, my God. Indianapolis. Your savior is born. I'm That's my right. prediction. <laughs> I'll take it. My my prediction is not that steep. I have us winning like twenty four to thirteen, uh, but a, a, a healthy win, a steady win. I think we lead the whole game. I think we control the game. Uh, I think AR has a solid game. I think our defense really beats up on them because I don't trust their offensive line at all. I, their receiver core doesn't worry me. So yeah, I, I think we kind of just beat them up. Uh, but I didn't have 35-10. I'll freak out and be over the moon if we're there. AR has 28. It counts for all 28 points. Easy. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. That is hilarious. Yeah, I actually got the Colts winning 27-17. Really? You have yeah. Texas scoring 17 points? Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I, I still think our secondary is questionable. I mean, it's... Questionable. I mean, yeah. Their uh, receiving core is questionable, but... <laughs> Both I don't know. Even yeah. to be completely honest, when we were putting forty-five on them with T.Y. Hilton and Andrew Luck, they were still letting up at least seventeen points. Yeah, but this is the same defense that shut them out no more than two years ago. Yeah, I was about to say that defense was trash then. Yeah, well, I still see seventeen points. We'll see you tomorrow.
I've been uh, I've been making hella jokes about them only being able to score nine points since everybody wanted to come with AR jokes about accuracy. So I got them yeah. being, uh, twenty. I got them being a uh, twenty-eight to nine Colts. No touchdowns given up. I'll take that too. <laughs> I'll take any one of these. All right. So well, that's our locks for tomorrow or for the Colts game actually because our locks are a little bit different. Across the board, Colts win, baby. Bank yep, on across it. Across the board. All right. That'll lead into our locks then. Across the NFL, we're going to do a little NFL segment. Who y'all got? Man. Oh, before we go real quick, before we go real quick, I would just want to say since we all did pick them to win and this should be a layup for us, if we don't win tomorrow, Colts Nation, we got problems. Um, off of that, uh, I got the Bills over the Raiders. Give them a beat down, lock it. Go ahead and put your money line in. Whatever you want to do with that game, thirty-five to ten, Bills over the Raiders. They better. They better. If the if the Bills don't come with the heat tomorrow, like you, you talk about questions, the Bills need to start asking questions. Uh, last week they looked soft. They looked messy. They looked unorganized. I know the Jets have a good defense, but man, like if they if they can't hand it to the Ra- like I'm not saying beat the Raiders. They they need to what you just said, thirty-five ten them or better. Or the Bills need to start asking themselves some questions. 100% agree, yeah. Trev. And they can go ahead and send Stephon Diggs to the Colts for a second pick <laughs> since they got all these problems. Bring him over. Bring him over. It's all right. You go ahead, Trev. You go first. Or you so, go second. Uh, yeah, Zach and I had the same ones. I, I'll, let, I'll let Zach do we talked about earlier. Uh, the one I settled on might seem weird, but. I'm going to say the Giants over the Cardinals because there's no way the Giants are that bad of a team that they get 40-piece and do nothing about it. Uh, and the Cardinals, I think, are the, are the worst organization in football. So I think the Giants have a, a bounce-back week. They look like a football team again, and uh, they get it done. I, I'd say Giants healthily probably like 24-10, something along those lines. But uh, Giants are my lock. There's no way they're that bad. Um. I was going to do the Chargers in Tennessee because, you know, I can't stand Tennessee fans. Bro, that's two weeks in a row that you so, said. That was my other lock. <laughs> so that was my other I'm lock. I'm changing my lock to my oh. second lock, which is uh, I have the Washington Commies beating the crap out of the Denver Broncos, like 31-28. Yeah. Hey, brand new like, Broncos, huh? Just beating, just beating, not beating the crap. You said, 30, me, you said 31-28? Yeah, let me, let me, let me change that. A three-point game is getting the crap beat out of you? Well, I was, that's what I was getting ready to, getting ready oh, to say. Okay. I have them beating, essentially, the Broncos. And I think that this game will beat the crap out of them, be the Broncos, because it's a psychological game. I think, you know, they trade for what is it? Mr. Whatever he calls himself. Um, Russell Mr. Wilson. Dangerous. Yeah. Or Mr. And, Mr. Unlimited. Yeah. yeah Mr. Unlimited. Um, but he can't score yeah. 20 points. So Broncos country, let's ride all the way on the L train. Yeah. Um, I have the commanders beating the Broncos. I do. T- dude, the only thing I disagree with your take is uh, you have the Broncos scoring 28. I don't think they know how. I don't think they're physically capable, man. I, I think I, if they don't, Sean Payton will like become unglued. That's he needs. Yeah, he needs to. That's that's the only answer for Denver, and that's what they brought him in for. So it was spectacular and interesting to be last week that they looked like the same old Broncos from the previous year, scoring 16 points against a average at best Raiders team. So brand new Broncos, my ass, dude. That's crazy. So 
I was Stop gonna go Commanders people. again, uh, but I'm Please actually going. Matt taking my team. So, uh, but here's the thing: I'm actually going Chargers. Uh, and me—that's why Damon brought it up, or Demarco brought it up earlier because of Eckler being out. Um, and I'm even gonna go further and say Tennessee still doesn't score an offensive touchdown at all. Holy crap! You really think so? I really think so. I really think that arm that offense is terrible with Ryan Tannehill. When do you think they make the switch? They go Malik. Here I think I think it's probably going to be like I don't know, man. I guess it depends. If I I, if I see if what happened if if Tannehill has a repeat with a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, did you see how many times he tried to force the ball to DeAndre Hopkins? It was not. It was not pretty. pretty. It was not pretty, bro. He tried to force it to him. Three picks, right? Yeah, and DeAndre Hopkins was not open any of the times he tried to throw him the ball. He hey, wasn't bro, open. Titans, uh, Titans fans thought they got prime D hop. So keep throwing it to him, Tenny. You I, love to see it. Bro. You love to see it. <laughs> bro, you even even Der- Derrick Henry is not Derrick Henry. Are they using him as much as they used to? Yes. Yes, he ru- Well, not 30 no, times no, he a game. Got, uh, he rushed like he 15, got, 16 carries, I think. Yeah, he was out. He got out touched by the backup running back that they just drafted, I think, by like uh, three touches. Yeah, Which actually, got, to, to their credit, Spears looked pretty solid, but still, he's not Derek fucking Henry. Is he the one with the uh, arthritis in his knees, like Todd Gurley? Mm, yes, not, that is him. Is it? That is him. He got, uh, no, a, actually, no, actually, he has no ACLs. A Trist- nice Tristan. I disagree. I'm glad D Hop didn't come to Indy. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Right. A, I'm okay with it. Uh, I, I just don't want old vets no. anymore. Yeah, didn't want him. Didn't, didn't want him. Nope. But again, like I was telling DeMarco when we were talking about it earlier this week, um, you're not going to throw three interceptions against the Chargers and lose by one point. No, Char- Chargers not. make you pay on offense. No way. With, yeah, they got even, Andrew Luck 2.0. They'll, even with, even with Eckler out. Even with Eckler out. John, Ken- John Kelly, whatever his name is, that boy, was he ran just as hard as Eckler. Yeah. Why you don't pay running backs? It's... It- this is the reason why that that was one of my locks as well because the Chargers are always ready for a shootout and the Titans are nowhere near ready for a shootout. No. They they can't get out of their own way from what it appears last week. So yeah, I mean I agree, dude. I, I think this game gets ugly quick. I think it I think it does, and I think I still think Tennessee Titans do not score a touchdown tomorrow. Dude, someone's getting fired in Tennessee if that happens. It's going to be getting fired. I think I think I think the Chargers score thirty five plus. Like they did last week, and but this time they win. This time they win. Yeah, and I think but, I think I think Tennessee Titans only score like six. Bro, it's gonna be it's gonna be like playing Madden on rookie. Bro, I hate the Tennessee Titans, but like that's a hot take, man. I'm that sorry, dude, that gun sound that, that is a hot bro, take. Is a hot bro, take. let me. Let I don't me, have them not scoring. This but. If this was if this was three years ago, I wouldn't be saying this. That's but fair. here's the thing. They've made zero changes to that offense. That offense has declined. Older. They've gotten older. This 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 is like playing goddamn senior citizen home. Like like you know, a bunch of all-timers and chess. Like mm-hmm. what what do you I just I just don't see it, man. You still have Ryan Tannehill when you've drafted two quarterbacks since. You yeah, you have Derek not... you have Derrick Henry who's on his last leg. His best, you know, highlights are now in the gym. You know what I mean? Like your your receiving core has, 
your receiving core has declined. Hey, quote that one. Worse. That's, that's a good quote. <laughs> yeah, quote that up. We had the timestamp on that one. I think that was a Titans fans are going to be livid. Write that down, Matt. That's like in a buck. You said that at best a, highlights are in the gym. A buck eighteen, something like that. So look, I mean, I, it's it's too early for me to start doubting Henry. Uh, but overall, as a team, I agree, man. Like, they, just, they look like a mess. There, there's no way Tannehill is the answer for them moving forward. But then, like, Willis isn't ready and Levis isn't ready. So it's like, what, what the fuck do you do, man? Like, you just keep rolling out Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill yeah, yeah he's, he's not ready either. So, yeah, it's, I mean, they're, they're in a tough spot. Caleb Williams. Uh, that, I, yeah, that's hilarious to me. Uh, I'm so all for it, man. I'm quarterback. So, Three years in a row in the top yeah. two rounds. That's crazy. You they know pissed what? off Colts fans everywhere and take Marvin Harrison Jr. I'd be sick. Oh, I'd be sick, I would be sick man. I would. It's put, not going to help him, put, though. It's not going to help him. I would put a him. hole in my wall. To get him the ball. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah, it's, yeah there's an, but the, the only reason I think they can still score is because I, I'm not out on Henry yet. I, I believe he can still play. I, I'm not going to start doubting him yet. Uh, but I agree. He's, he's, towards that back end of what you expect from a running back, even though he's, you know, one of the, one of the best. Right. Uh, so I, I think they can still get something done, but man, like Tannehill's got to stop. I mean, he, he can keep doing it as far as I'm concerned, but as far as they're concerned, he's got to get out of their own way. Right. He's got to stop, you know, throwing I, uh, dimes to the other team. I like Mike Vrabel, but he's made no changes to that team since he's no. came here. He's and stubborn. Everybody, everybody's caught on to what he wants to do. And it's, it doesn't work anymore. It's yeah, not 2019. Dude, it's not. You can't run the ball that heavy anymore in the league. And as much nope. as I love, like the run game and running the ball and playing physical defense and beating the crap out of the opponent, you have to have someone who's a capable and consistent passer in today's NFL. Yeah. And this year, speaking this year, Tannehill isn't it. Like Tannehill is playing like Matt Ryan played last year. Yeah, it's ugly, dude. It's ugly. And they I also haven't fixed their injury problems. They still always hurt. Yeah. Jeffrey said they, well, they like that because then they can use that as an excuse later on when they're, you know, oh, nine we had and nine eight, that, hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that that last year or the year before, whichever year it was, they just couldn't stop talking about oh, we have a record amount of injuries. It's like cool. Your GM doesn't do his homework, dude. <laughs> like you guys suck. What do you yeah, mean? That's that's not a testament to you. That means like you need to fix your freaking roster because you have a bunch of like me's out there just getting lit up. <laughs> that's that's hilarious though, man. I, I, I hope it's true. I hope the Titans don't score ever. Uh, I'm sick of them. Their fans annoy me. I'd laugh all the way to the bank if they get blown out by 30 points tomorrow. Any game that's ever mattered for Tennessee fans, they've always started or came up one yard short. <laughs> that sentiment Real. rings true. Just sit there and think about that. And I hope it happens tomorrow. I hope the game's close tomorrow. <laughs> Just so they can come up one yard short. Just so Tragic Hill can throw a pick again. Absolutely. Nope, because the Eagle have the same thing that they've been saying. Man, we 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 threw five interceptions, had six quarterback hurts, uh, and and every injury that you could think of, and we barely lost. They they got every excuse, man. They got they got them in their back pocket, just ready to go. Same as maybe it's a maybe it's a Tennessee thing because the uh, the Volunteers I mean, fans watch. They're gonna do the same after this uh, after this Florida Gators game when they uh, take this L tonight. Uh, they're gonna do the same thing. Nope, I had a dude talking to me about championship national championships, and I was like. 
Oh, so we can talk. So you can talk about dusty old rings, but when Colts fans do it, it's a problem, huh? <laughs> That's crazy. Like, oh, national championships. They, they just they just stick, Tennessee they just stick to excuses. Like, they ain't going to either. <laughs> they ain't going to. That's funny, man. I, I maybe that's enough Tennessee hatred for today. But exactly. that's exactly why I called it a dusty old ring when I said it. Fair enough. It was like ninety-seven, bro. Hey, so uh, for the picks, um, for the locks, Damon is going the opposite of Zach, and he's actually locking the Broncos, the Broncos over the. He commanders. got the Colts yeah. getting. Oh, oh, never mind. About to say. Damon Damon chose the Colts. But he's got Broncos over commanders. I just Broncos don't see it, man. Commanders. I mean, you you would think at some point Sean Payton can get that team going or get something going. But I, based off of last week, and I don't want to be overreacting every time to week one, but they look like the same Broncos from last year, man. They they, they can't get anything done on offense. It's just Sean like Payton don't have Drew Brees. A, yeah, I was just about to say, it's just like yeah. Matt been saying about Sean Payton that he was overrated for all that time. He's supposed to come in and fix Drew Bre- or uh, fix Russell Wilson. It's not happening. <laughs> Russ ain't Drew. Yeah, he's not He's not that guy, man. Russ was a really solid quarterback, really good quarterback in Seattle with a system that catered to him and a coach that played to his strengths. Thanks. When he's asked to be anything other than that, he's not that guy. He's not Drew fucking Breeze. Very few are. Like, And, and I agree. Like, As a guy that watched a lot of Saints growing up, Sean Payton was overrated because of that pairing with Drew Brees. Like that, that's that's a great pairing. They had a great offense every year, but that doesn't mean he can just do it with anybody. Like I hundred percent agree. So let me ask you this. Why did Seattle move off of Russell Wilson unless they knew that he was trash mm. and they could just go in and plug and play Gino? Honestly, because- I, I- I think it's Pete Carroll, man. What are what are not but Pete, what are they doing Pete up Carroll. in Seattle that's any different than anywhere else? It's Pete Carroll. He just knows how to use who he has. Yeah, I I, I think they knew. I think they knew they were getting the sweet end of that deal because at the time everyone's like, "Oh man, Russ is leaving Seattle. Like they they're gonna be yeah. terrible." And granted, they didn't have a good week last week, but last year they were a good team. Because Pete Carroll's a really good coach, regardless I, I, of who's the quarterback. I think Pete Carroll is one of the most underrated coaches. I think I can he, take that. He's yeah. not. He he's was not gonna, trash in the nineties. I and mean, you telling me he went to USC? Yeah, the nineties coach and came back, and all of a yes, sudden he's great. It happens. It happens. <laughs> you're telling me he didn't? Yeah. You're telling, me, you're telling me thirty years later he didn't figure it out? <laughs> he, he's a damn I mean, good coach, man. <laughs> I just think like at USC, he. No offense to Marco, if you're a a university of spoiled children's fan being from California. Now he's a UF um, guy. I just I think have, that like, I have zero ties to USC. You did not. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I just, you buy, you bought all that talent, all the recruiting violations, Reggie Bush, all that stuff for USC. And you're telling me he learned that I just got to keep practice light and play music really loud and act like a <laughs> act like a twenty something year old. There's more to it, man. I'm, I'm magically gonna to go to the Seattle and he's a player's and, coach. But but even he, beyond he like the attitude, even beyond the attitude and like playing to the flipped, guys. He ahead, literally Matt. he literally flipped Seattle from being nothing to being. A dynasty, arguably, like, like arguably one of the best teams in football for four years in a row. The 2010s, then, yeah. Then you took, then you took some injuries, 
and then you get rid of Russell, and now you've got Geno Smith, a guy who hasn't made it work in 10 other teams. <laughs> he made him a pro bowler. <laughs> made him a damn pro bowler. I mean, he's got – And the most, that and the most accurate water. quarterback in the NFL last year. Yeah. Facts. I mean, that's I'm just saying – that's coaching right there. Yeah, that's scheme. That's scheme. It's, I mean, I just, it's just amazing to me because, like, good for Seattle for getting Denver to bite on that garbage, that hot garbage that is, you know, Russ right now. And I say this, and Russ will go, Russ will go out and play the game of his life on Sunday. But I don't think so. But I mean, it's just to me, it's just you know, wild to think to think like that. Like it's wild. Holy yeah. crap, it's- man. Hey, thanks for pointing that out, Dave. The reason they didn't run the ball was because of who? Russell Wilson wanted to be the Russell hero. Wilson. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch on the one-yard line. They'd have two Super Bowl rings. Russell need, still be a Hall of Famer and hyped. Yep. He needed the movie highlights, man. Yeah, I, I think it was the Pat McAfee show that said it, but they, they talk about, like, Russ acts like – what he thinks a quarterback in a movie would act like instead of just being himself. And that's like the most accurate shit I've ever heard, dude. Like he a hundred percent every day of his life thinks he's in Friday night lights. And more often than not, it's the funniest shit ever. I think it's his wife. <laughs> I don't know, man. But I mean, it's, uh, it's something. She, right. she, she is a superstar herself. Like, because maybe he's just he competing married, with her <laughs> because he married. Like, I don't know Russ personally. I assume he's first class. But, like, because he married Sierra and all of, you know, her stuff, he felt like he had to match her energy. Maybe. So maybe he's, like. He wanted to be the Jay-Z to her Beyonce. Right. Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, shout, uh, uh, Levi, Levi, shout out yep. to Levi West right there. Do we have the, one of the best underrated uh, defensive lines in the league? Yes, we absolutely bro. have absolutely. the most underrated. Yes. Uh, they, last we year. Have a- um, they hit the uh, what was it? The second most sacks in franchise history, and this yeah. year they get even better by adding a more uh, uh, all-around defender, and Samson Ebercom. And then Had you a get good healthy game. guys to come, and you have healthy guys come back and play. Absolutely, this D line does not get enough love, especially Grover Stewart. Cody Pay is going to turn it up to another level, and DeForest Buckner is He's just a monster. He's the most man. underrated we- D line in the league. We arguably have a top five, maybe top three front seven. Bro, we have, in my opinion, we have a championship front seven and a top two, a top two front seven in the NFL. Name a better defensive line besides San Francisco. Hey, Levi, Levi, keep it here, man. We're talking about him. We're all about Zaire over here. They won't talk about anybody from Indy until Indy starts. Outside of San Francisco, name a better front seven. You can't. Until somebody requests a trade, Matt. And then they'll start talking about Indy all day. Yeah. Yep. Now all of a sudden they care. But like, meanwhile, they've been cooking. All right. This they front seven is nasty. They won't look at our successes until we win. It's simple as that. 100%. If we, and, and, and they won't even look at it tomorrow. We're, we win the game tomorrow and they're going to be like, oh, they beat Houston. Yeah. Who cares? We got to beat, beat people who matter and then they'll start talking. Which, fair enough. That's all right. But that is, that's what it's going to be like. They're never going to give us say, the respect we deserve. I would say we got to get a lot of wins. I mean, we got to get 10-plus wins just because of the fact that even if we do start, like, you know, we beat somebody good once, just like we did with uh, KC and then took Philly to the wire last year, all they did yeah. was say, these teams the played down to Indianapolis. Yeah, so, they, no so credit we, at we, all. We got we to gotta get multiple wins and look like a real and they, team. They have to be, they have to be um, like, what, what's Super the word? Super Bowl contenders. 
dominating though. They have to be like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I can't think of the word the I will use. Yeah. Demoralize the team. Yep. It can't just be like a one point game or we won because they made one or two yeah. mistakes. It's gotta and be they, they put a little asterisk every time, right? Shout yeah. out to Mike Tarico. Oh, well, they won because Travis yeah. Kelsey had Stupid uncharacteristic shit, drops. No, it's hey, who, who who had more points at the end of the game? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they won the fucking game, man. But yeah, I mean, they, yeah, we're not going to get any love. And I think as Colts fans, most of us are or should be used to that. Like, that's that's just what it's going to be, bro. But we're it's literally all right. one cover corner away from me saying we have a top 15 defense in the NFL. I'm already a, there. No, I, I, I'm not. We have a, a solid nickel with Kenny. We have two very capable safeties. Mm. We just need an outside corner who can, you know, stick to a guy. And then I would say I would argue we're top fifteen defense on paper. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I I think like if you look at what we did on Sunday, and and I can't even tell you how many times people have said that the Jacksonville Jaguars have one of the best wide receiver cores in the league, or they're going to be a top five receiving core in the league. Um, these guys went up against AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. We're not going up against top five receiving cores every day in the league. Trevor Lawrence, as I explained to you and Damon, made four of the top ten. Next gen stats, toughest completions to make. Right. And you guys crap on these corners who are out there as an undrafted two very undrafted accurate, guys. Man. Two undrafted guys who are out there hanging with these dudes, albeit they give up some yards and some of those catches. But these guys played their tails off, man. So if they consistently get better and they build off of those games and think about some of the people that we do have to play that aren't really necessarily great quarterbacks or great receiving cores, I think this defense can really yeah. shine a light. On what people have missed, as long as we get those uh, those points in the fourth quarter down, that's still my concern. The points in the fourth quarter. Once we get those down, we can really start talking about not just a good defense, but a great one. But we got to do it consistently, right? I I think too, if you compare last week's episode to this week's episode, like what we're talking about, man. Like last week, we were all worried about the secondary. We're all saying, man, this secondary is not ready. We're gonna get cooked. This, that, and the other. This week, we're like. It this might be all right. This week we're worried about the run game. We weren't yeah, worried about I mean, the run yeah. game. We were like, so, oh, we're going to run the ball to, to be able to throw the ball. And this week yeah. we're like, oh, shit. Well, now we need to figure yeah, out how to run a goddamn ball. Deion Jackson, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah, so it's it's just different, man. But I don't know. I I have faith in our defense. I I don't understand some of the hate that Gus Bradley's gotten. I know he runs – like people say he runs a vanilla defense. I think – Overall, he's done a great job with our defense. I man. hate the I, scheme I of the defense. defense. I don't. Everybody says that. But to me, this shit works. So, fucking, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, Yeah, I mean, Gus, Gus is uh, – I think he knows how to use who he has. Um, I think putting Kenny Moore on Calvin Ridley was genius just because you wouldn't have expected that. Yeah. Like that's, when, a, that's a bold move. When I saw Kenny Moore following Calvin Ridley in the second half, I was scared. It like I didn't, I didn't even watch the first like quarter. Like I had red zone on, and then I was, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like my stuff started working again. I was like, cool, put it on, put it on, and we were getting torched. And then second half, Kenny Moore is on Calvin Ridley, and I'm like, great, here we go, here yeah. we go. And then all of a sudden, it was like, off their offense couldn't move the ball. Yeah, no kidding, man. What else we got? He says on the other side of the ball, I was shocked we dropped Mike. I maybe y'all can help me understand this. I I don't know why the Colts fan base loved Mike Strand so much. Yeah, he was a, he was a big dude. He looked cool, I guess, but 
trash. Never, he, he, he's 